Hey, hey, this is Alex, one of the co-founders and chief strategy officer at Rarible. And this is Jana Bertram, head of strategy at the Rari Foundation. The architects behind the Rari chain that we worked on together with the Rari DAO uh, and partnered with Rarible Mar NFT marketplace to bring the market. You're just tuned in into the edge of NFT. Your passport to the thrilling corners of the blockchain. Just keep listening. Hey, Web3 Curious listeners, stay tuned for today's episode to learn why this pioneer in the NFT space evolved over the past three years to make their marketplace more inclusive to emerging artists and a more creator-centric platform, and why preserving royalties was an essential piece to launching their mainnet. And finally, why our guest wants to purchase a country to turn into a digital nomad paradise where you can have an official digital passport. It's another great show for The Edge, so sit tight and cue the intro. Welcome to The Edge of NFT, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of Web3 today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts of the business side and also the human element of how Web3 is changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Welcome to the Edge of NFT, the podcast created by Jeff Kelly, Ethan Jenny, and Josh Krieger, featuring a variety of top-notch guests and other hosts like myself, Richard Carthon. It's another production of the Edge of Company, a quickly growing media ecosystem empowering the pioneers of Web3 tech and culture, and responsible for other groundbreaking endeavors like the Outer Edge LA Innovation Festival. Today's sponsored episode features Alec Salnikov, who is the Chief Strategy Officer and Co-Founder of Rarible, with experience in market analysis, decentralized finance, NFTs, and tokenomics. A former CTO of Coin Offering, he pioneered blockchain share offerings. He is also an OG of Edge of NFT. Uh, listeners will remember Alex from episode 70. Meanwhile, we're going to have Yana Bertram, the head of strategy with Rari Foundation, and is the key architect in shaping the Web3 with Rarible. Leading collaborative initiatives with Rari Dow, she concentrates on governance and is fostering growth within Rarible protocol ecosystem. Drawing from a rich background in brand and product marketing for notable brands like Instagram, WeTransfer, Klarna, Budweiser, Heineken, Yana's passionately advocates for a sustainable creator economy. For those who don't already know, Rarible stands out as a pioneer in the NFT space, offering a creator-centric community-governed platform with the mission to make NFTs sustainable and accessible. Creators can effortlessly mint and trade NFTs on their platform, unlocking a new era of digital assets. The Rari Foundation propels NFTs into decentralized future by open sourcing the Rarible protocol. With 3,000 plus marketplaces, active Rari DAO growth, and new L3 integration, it sets the stage for NFTs to flourish across the blockchains. Happy to have you both here today. Alex, Yana, yeah, great to, great to have you. Um, Alex, you know, Great to have you back. Uh, you know, you're back since uh, 2021, where Wearable coined the term lazy minting, and you've been making waves ever since uh, that collaboration with Adobe. So how have you been since then? Nice. It's been a wild ride. I can imagine. 21 was two years ago, now almost three years ago, and that feels like a lifetime in the NFT space. We've been heads down. We've built a lot of great stuff. Would love to talk about this today. So glad to be back. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, excited to to delve more into the Rari updates. And uh, I first, you know, would love to learn about how you got into Web3. 
Um, but also for the long-term listeners, I, I want to learn more about you, Yana, uh, and, and learning about how you got in as well. So Yana, well, first we'll start with you on how you got into Web3. And then Alex, if you could give everyone a recap on how you got into Web3 also. Awesome. Thanks. Well, this is my Edge of NFT premiere. I was not here as an OG like Alex, but I'll try to catch up. Um, so my, my journey to Web3 and the world of NFT was through the creative industry. Um, so as you said in the intro, I've been working in marketing and creative brand marketing in my previous career. And I was working both on the agency side and the brand side. And throughout that career, I have always had a lot of artists and creators in my life. And I have, I've seen a lot of them actually adopt web free as their means of living first as a side gig, and then actually as a full-time, uh, transition as well. So I've been witnessing this kind of like transition and this journey throughout basically a decade almost before I decided to embark on it by myself as well. Uh, I did, you know, dip my toes in some, you know, freelance part-time kind of things before coming on full-time. So what I do now is I'm the head of strategy at the Rary Foundation and we work closely with Rarible, but we also like work on different things. Um, so I think like the, the story of, you know, why foundation and why Rari Dow, and we can like dive into it a little bit more, but the very top line is Alex and the team launched the NFT marketplace Rarible and decided to decentralize, um, the protocol layer, which is essentially think about it as the backend or the like underlying tech layer that the marketplace stands on is what was decentralized and then handed over to the Rari DAO, the community to govern. There's there's a treasure that comes with that, but there's a stack that comes with that as well. Um, so that's essentially what Rarible is using, but also other ecosystem apps are using. So it has its own ecosystem. Um, and then on top of that, because the vision of the foundation is to be propelling innovation in NFT space and really like helping NFTs scale and reach their potential in mass adoption. And our role is to be building decentralized NFT infrastructure tools to get us there. Um, we, together with the community, so the, the foundation and the DAO, just got ambitious and we decided to launch our own chain uh, with royalties embedded on the node level. And that's, that's kind of like what brings us to today because we're working really close with Rarible as our go-to-market partner on bringing this chain to uh, to collectors, to creators, um, to experience. So today, actually, the time of the recording is the first day you can mint Rari chain NFTs if you go on rarible.com and you you claim claim the, the artist that's dropping today. But I don't want to get too much in the weeds before Alex Alex refreshes us on his journey to Web3 as well. For sure. And thank you for that background. Like, pretty awesome. And it makes sense why you were the person to help bring this to reality just with that background. So, and thank you for the teaser. We have so much to dive into in a second, but yes, let's kick it over to Alex just for a second and let everyone know how you first got into the Web3 space. My journey in the Web3 space is quite long by that, by, by now. I started in 2012. I can imagine it's like 12 years by now. Uh, it was fairly casual. I, I was a college student and, you know, we have college buddies and you brainstorm with the college buddies, how you're going to take over the world. And that was one of the ideas. Like there is a new money that is going to revolutionize the financial 
system of the world so as like a young ambitious guys who are like yeah let's go for it uh that's we started building startups right away in college and been consistently failing pretty much up until 2017 because we like we, we didn't know how to work to put it simply uh by 2017 we had some experience had some first success and that uh propelled into building the variable in the bear market and the, more or less the idea was uh for me personally is that i, I want to build a sustainable business the, the web3 space is dominated by hypes and ups and downs and I want to to have something that is based on the fundamentals the fundamentals and there is not many things that are are fundamental in the web3 space there are like payments uh, digital ownership digital identity okay digital items that that's how we pick the space and i'm happy to be building still learning how to work as well scaling the company is not easy uh but with some relative success by now yeah no I, I i like it and failing forward i think it's a good part of it you have to understand like what goes wrong but also what goes well and then keep using that energy forward and to figure it out and picking up the pieces to make it a more sustainable business and an ecosystem that can thrive and in the process of doing that you've you've done that and the way that you've done it is kind of what yana was teasing up earlier was talking about how you've separated things like Rarible from the Rari Foundation. And 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 can you also just give a, a brief overview of like the unique features from the Rarible creator-centric platform and, and how all of the different elements kind of work together synergistically? And now a brief interlude from today's show so you can get ready to wave your magic wand with Cast Magic. Our team has saved a ton of time and money using Cast Magic for our show, and the potential use cases are boundless for any company creating content. Imagine turning a single recording into a gold mine of engagement for any type of show, webinar, or other type of audio and or video content, whether it's short or long. With Cast Magic, you can save over 20 hours a week. No more tedious transcribing or brainstorming social media posts. Cast Magic does it all, generating show notes, summaries, blog posts, and even newsletters in minutes. Think of it as your content alchemist, transforming every audio or video into a treasure trove of valuable content. Want to experience the magic? Get a seven-day trial on us by going to bit.ly forward slash castmagicreferral and join Cast Magic's vibrant Slack community of over a thousand innovators. Don't just create, cast your magic with Cast Magic. So um, we started as a marketplace for creators. Okay, you're a creator, come to Rarible, mint an NFT, sell it. Okay, that was that was the, the all of it. Um, at some point, we realized that there is uh, the, the NFT market is wider than this, and we wanted to to be more uh, tailoring to more categories than only art. And th there was a question: How do we do that? And one of the answers that was: Okay, let's let's move down the level the layer uh in the stack instead of just being a marketplace let's build a protocol where the other marketplaces would be able to build the, their verticals on top of the same product and this is uh the basis for how everything interconnects with, with every foundation so um, there is a decentralized part 
which is the variable protocol, the smart contracts that allow you to swap NFTs. There is an indexer on top of that that knows everything about all NFTs and about all the sales. And then there is a marketplace, there's variable.com, just a commercial enterprise built on top of that protocol. And that's that's the relationship between our companies where the Rare Foundation, we're transferring the rights uh, to the variable protocol, to the Rare Foundation, so that the community can fully govern this and, and, and be neutral, incredibly neutral to invite other builders to build on top of that while building on top of Ethereum because it's neutral, because you know that it's decentralized, it's, it's governed in a very robust way that it's safe to build on top of that, right? That's, that's the whole idea behind decentralizing the protocol and allowing other people to build on top of this. So that's the relationship between our companies and we have so many more interesting questions. I, I'm I'm happy to dive deeper into that one. Uh, yeah, I no, I think that's a really great uh, quick overview before we start diving into the rest of this. And one of the things that you brought up is it being decentralized and being able to be built in, in other ways. And I, I want to actually point this over to Yana uh, and say congratulations for the successful launch of Rari Chain uh, Mainnet on Arbitrum. Um, with, with being able to do something and, and setting that up, uh, what's some of the early feedback that you received from the community of creators and, and what features uh, are you most excited about? Thanks, yeah, it's been it's been quite a whirlwind launching a blockchain uh, and then on the heels of that mainnet launch, going directly into campaigning with creators to be dropping their art and minting uh, via Rarible, but on the Rari chain. Um, so I think, first of all, like it was great to receive all this community support in bringing this idea forward, right? And then approaching different ecosystems, having conversations around how our collaboration could actually look, and then selecting the one that we feel like is the best partner for where we are and for what we need. When we started talking to the creators, we were talking to creators, we were talking to collectors, we were talking to builders, like all the different users of the chain, right? Um, and we were collecting feedback early on that helped us shape the features, helped us shape the narrative, helped us shape like how we can position ourselves as a useful tool and how we can also evolve to be a more useful tool. Um, when it comes to creators specifically, I think the one thing they just like validated our intuition that royalties is the angle to go with. The, the, the kind of response we were getting from the creator community, every time we talked about royalties enforcement was really positively and overwhelmingly yes, to the degree where I was like looking for that creator who's like, no, I don't really care so much for enforced royalties. Like we didn't really like find those kind of creators. I think you know creators will always find different types of ways to monetize and they might not be necessarily dependent just on the royalty piece right they're like smart business people across all sorts of professions so if you're a smart business person and a creator on top of that you will understand how to monetize across different kind of tools in web3 but i think that royalty piece kept coming back as something that feels like the most important part of that compensation to be uh, sustainable because it does allow the creators to be planning a little bit more long-term. It does allow them for, to be adopting other strategies such as, you know, low price admin, but, you know, then hoping for resale value, generating revenue for the long-term and so on. So I think, you know, that piece was always something that we got really positive feedback on. And I think it, it, it was again, proven 
when we were looking for the first 10 inaugural artists to drop their art on Mary Chain in this campaign that launched just today. And I think, you know, when listeners and viewers will tune in into this episode, we will be halfway through the campaign. So it essentially runs Monday to Friday, week of January 29th, and then February 5th. And every day for 24 hours, you are able to mint a different artist in an open edition style. Some of them are free mint. Some of them have a little bit of um, payment. None of them are priced high though. Um, and that's really like a fun way to bring collectors into experimenting with what minting an NFT on Rary Chain feels like, what is the UX. And then also, you know, what does the bridge look like? And then um, with that, starting to transact because the chain is integrated in Rarible.com. So you will be able to trade your NFTs after you minted them on that platform as well. So that's kind of like the genesis for the campaign. But when we started having conversations with the different artists, uh, I kind of feel like my job sometimes feels like it's way too easy because you get on a call with an artist and they say, yes, I'm in. <laughs> and I did not expect that. Um, there were maybe a like, couple of instances where the artists were like, oh, like logistically, the timing, it doesn't work, but like they want to work with us in the future which I take as a very positive sign. And the first drop that is happening right now, I actually haven't checked the number of mints in the past few hours, but as of like three hours ago, it was 2000 mints um, okay. for something that had still like 18 hours left to go on the 24 hour mint. So it just is a testament that, you know, there is a lot of excitement behind supporting royals, uh, royalties, supporting the artists, in adopting new chains and new NFTs out there. So I feel like it's a really good start. And I'm very curious to see where we are going to be when this episode airs, because we're going to be halfway through these drops. We have really fun names lined up for that Stand by Rari campaign. So today was Jimena Buenavida. Tomorrow it's, tomorrow it's uh, Ed Balloon. We have names like Amber Victoria, Alien Queen. And then we also have um, different kind of artists. I'm not going to be naming all 10 of them, but essentially they all come from different geographies, different avenues of life. They have different kind of craft forms. So I think it's also fun to be collecting those NFTs as your collection because they, the, the, the cohort of these artists is curated by creators called Aniko and Justin, who have helped us assemble this group in a way that if you want to put it on your wall, it actually is going to be a beautiful gallery wall. So very excited about this campaign um, and these mints being. You have questions about blockchain? Like, how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or have you received that chain letter? How did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued or deep fried? <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. <laughs> 
So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. Life. I agree. And I'm actually going to spend a little bit more time here in a second. But I, I, Yana, a couple of things that you brought up that I just want to reemphasize. And the royalty piece, I think we've seen from some of your competitors in trying to, to buck that system, how uh, that didn't work and how clearly communities like, hey, we want this. Um, and, and Rari st- stood by that. And I think that's another reason why people love doing their launches here. And it, it's it's another reason why you're, you're seeing the success that's already initially happening. So I'm not too surprised by that piece. But one of the other sides of this that I think is really important and, and why people need to go see what's happening over there is just how involved the community is. So Alex, I, I, you know, uh, Yana just brought up the, the 10 bar Rari, which is happening, you know, over the course of the, of, of the 10 days that she just brought up. But, you know, how is the Rari Foundation planning to engage with the community? And, and what are the types of activities and events that people should be looking out for right now? So I can I can add that from the foundation side and then Alex can also take it from the from the variable side. But essentially, like on the foundation front, I think, you know, we're we're kind of like entering uncharted territory, right? The foundation slash DAO launched the blockchain. Um, but the blockchain you get to experience through the applications that adopt it, right? And that's where the partnership with Rarible is important because without the apps, you have a naked blockchain and you can't really activate the community around it, right? So that's where that partnership comes in place. So what we can be doing is we can be ideating further versions of campaigns um, with Rarible or with new partners that will adopt the chain and will enter the ecosystem. Um, but then we can also, you know, be working side by side with developers in shaping new experiences and new ways to, you know, experience either NFTs or even, you know, art generation on chain. So I think like it's really exciting. And, you know, the partnership with Rarible that we have as our go-to-market partner here is really important, right? Because to your point, that's where the community is. That's where also a lot of the brand reputation is. That's where that interaction is happening. I think back when we had this first podcast in 2021, it was quite clear already that the Ethereum mainnet is not really well positioned for the NFTs. The artists that onboarded to Rarible from they didn't know anything about Web3 at first, and, and and that was a revelation for them. Okay, I can I can put my digital art here. I can sell it. I can earn royalties in perpetuity based on that, and I can have this digital ownership over over my my platform. And then that very quickly that escalated into I need to pay hundred dollars every time I click a button. I don't like Web3. It's not cool, and and. We, we, we've jumped on the multi-chain thesis very early in 2021. We, we were the first marketplace that support multiple ones. We started this flow with Tezos and we learned a lot. We learned that it's still hard sometimes to support multiple ones because you need to have different wallets. The, the, it, you need to move money from one place to another. And finally, with, with adoption of layer twos and now layer threes, our initial vision comes to fruition because to me, is also as an engineer, at some point, it was very clear that it is possible to have the blockchain, the, the 
the chain that would just work instantly. You just click a button and the transaction confirmed. And it, it is exactly what Rare Chain Experience gives you today. It, it, when you click mint that drop, it, it shows in a second that, okay, you have it. it it's done. You, you minted that item. So super happy. It's easy to move money from Ethereum. You only need to move it once uh, for multiple drops. And just see the results. Uh, it's a $20 mint. And there is 2.3 thousand mints on Brady, which gives you like what, $46,000. It's a, it's a very, it, it, it's a massive success for the artist. While it's very democratic for the participants, you every participant just spent twenty dollars. It's not the auction that ran to forty-five thousand in the end, where then only one item was sold. And, and in my mind, that's the, the true vision for the NFTs to reach the, the world when it's it's a low lower cost item, affordable. You can enjoy it. There's multiple editions. It's easy to use. You, you you don't need to spend a lot of time on the gas, a lot of money on the gas. So I'm super happy. And uh, we'll double down on, uh, on what Yana said, that you experience the chain through the partners. The chain gives you the block space. And the block space is what, what really that is just a piece of data that we all agree is is the same. We, we all can trust multiple apps, can rely on it, on the ownership. So super happy to be one of the first, not actually the first uh, to support. There is a, a set of amazing partners that already support the chain. Um, so be one of the first partners to support the chain and the kickstart the ecosystem. Everything's great. Yeah, that that's awesome. and. What I want to dive into what you just said a little bit deeper is is how economical being able to do this is. The ease of use, the onboarding for this is is easier, the affordability and the access. Because as communities are, are building and growing, they want to be able to share it and they want to be able to do it in a way that can reach mass and, and can have that experience that they're having with their community be pretty seamless. And I know that you guys have been focused on that and, and and that's why the community has been responding as as positively as they have um but you you recently brought up the the raw chain and I actually want to ask yana this which is you know what notable successes or challenges uh have you observed through the early adoption phase of the raw chain and and how they influenced the ongoing strategies that you have for fostering that community engagement so we launched mainnet five days ago. So it's very, very, very recent. Our testnet phase wasn't that long. It was only about a couple months. So we announced testnet November 30th. We launched mainnet on January 24th. Um, so I feel like we're probably still to meet our major challenges. I think you have the regular, you know, partner integration flows where you're just testing everything, making sure that everything works fine. Um, but apart from that, I don't think that we have entered any like proper roadblocks. Um, but I think I mentioned it in the beginning that, you know, we do want to be working with our community to make the chain useful to them. So the idea there is that we are actively listening. We want to hear feedback from users, whether it's developers, collectors, um, creators in what they find to be useful, what they find to be frustrating. Um, any kind of suggestions, ideas, because all of this will be input for us as we are working with our um, external technical team who who build the chain. 
um, on iterating on its features and functionalities because we want to make sure that this is something that the community will find useful in the long run and we don't feel like you know we ship it and it's done uh, it's something that we will be evolving and iterating on over time oh definitely and uh, again uh, getting the main net like you said it's a it's a huge undertaking it's a huge challenge and, and you guys have done it so congratulations on that again um, but something I also want to look into just a little bit more is Rari Foundation's native token, Rari, um, or Rari, and it's uh, the key element of the ecosystem. So how does Rari contribute to the governance and overall sustainability of, of the entire uh, foundation? So you, you're correct. It's a governance token, right? It's, it's a token that you don't use for purchasing goods and services. It's not a token that you use for paying gas. It's purely a governance token. So with that, it provides you with a voice and decision-making power in the Rari DAO and in the community. So you essentially go and lock the token, which converts it into the Rari model, and that is used for a token weighted voting in our on-chain governance. So everything that the community votes on is binding because as the vote is happening on-chain, um, especially when it's something that you know is about moving money from the treasury, or it's about you know touching the smart contracts that are under the governance um, or under the community governance. All of that gets to be um, executed when the vote goes through. So nobody actually interferes with it. Everything is happening on chain. So having that decision-making power is actually quite important and it's actually quite big, right? Because then you are one of those voices that who get to decide on how the funds of the treasury are spent what ecosystem growth means what initiatives you feel like are valuable to be sponsoring and at the same time you can be also impacting the product right by suggesting uh improvements by suggesting additions uh, by suggesting suggesting changes of parameters as well so it's actually pretty important for the governance to be robust, to be mature. Um, but the token gives you that kind of exposure to making these uh, impactful decisions. Um, and it gives you the voice in the community to be shaping uh, what that ecosystem growth looks like. And I think that's one of the beautiful parts of Web3 is really being able to have a voice, uh, have an opinion as the the future of the community that you're helping to be involved with. and 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 also the more that you're able to step up and communicate the the more you can be involved with the roadmap forward and in speaking on the roadmap forward alex so much has happened in the last three years we are we're already talking about a ton that is going on currently uh, between rari the the foundation the drop happening and so much more but looking ahead what developments can we anticipate in the wearable ecosystem and how does it align with your broader goals for all of web3 right that's a great hello again web3 curious listeners if you're tuning into our podcast we'd love for you to connect with us on our social media channels let us know what aspects of the show you love and what or who you're eager to hear more about your insights help us refine the show and bring you the topics and guests that matter most to you Thanks for sticking with us. Back to the episode. Great question. And we do have a lot of things that are in works and we have even more things that will be done. So let me try to unpack this. Our overall vision and mission for the space is that 
we want to everyone on the planet to be able to experience digital ownership in an easy and like democratic way right we are seeing the the massive rates of wallet adoption we are seeing the really the new generation of chains layer twos layer threes other layer ones that are next generation to to propel and um, it's quite clear by now that the block space will be abundant tomorrow right there will be a lot of ways to store your nfts on chain and uh that the next generation of applications as i said will be will be instant you just click a button and it all works in order to bring that vision to the applications uh it's we we need to to solve the one one very fundamental thing which is the indexing of all the data that is exists on the blockchain so even the simple question of which nfts do i own includes a lot of work behind the scenes for an app to be able to answer that because you don't store all your nfts in once in one place they are all stored in the different smart contracts in a, like a thin layer like bread uh, like a butter on the bread across the whole blockchain in order to answer which nfts they own you need to read the whole blockchain and it's oh okay all all of the things that they own and then combine them into the one answer and and give it to the to the user right it's a it's a bit it's a bit difficult a bit technical but um you need to do that very quickly because imagine you have somebody else who is buying the same item right now in 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 another browser tab so once that happens you need to know that this item is not longer available on sale so building real-time indexer that allows you to understand what happens in the blockchain is the core tech of rarible and most of the products that we currently have they utilize this power the rarible main marketplace that shows you all your nfts you own all nfts that are on sale even on other marketplaces it's rarible x which is a business b2b SaaS that allows anybody who wants to build a marketplace to be able to just buy a marketplace right a white label marketplace for their business it's a rarible api uh, that allows you to build an app all of these products they use this underlying tech and again the big thing that we're trying to solve is the ux the block space is going to be abundant but the ux is still not there it's still hard to get a wallet it's still hard to bridge assets it's still hard to get uh on to get on ramped um it's still hard to understand that ethereum exists on rare chain or ethereum exists on arbitrum or ethereum exists on layer one how do i as a consumer wrap my head around that so i think this would be the big part of the next several years of the development of variable products into how do we bring all of these several products that we have into the level that is very digestible for the consumer adoption we need consumer to be able to register top up and enjoy the world of web3 when you have your identity that is truly yours and to have a breakout app that can bring the next 100 million users into this space so that's that's the big mission towards which we're building yeah i love it and do 
is is simply as you are helping to explain how you're trying to make this complex problem as simple as possible, the path to getting there is extremely challenging. And there's bumps in the road. And there are for 10 steps for an end purpose. How do you cut that down to three? How do you cut that down to four? And there's a lot of work and energy that goes into that. But you are going after it. You're figuring that out. And you're, you're creating that ecosystem and that application that's going to be able to help onboard and bridge that 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 next hundred million that you're, you're talking about. So um, I'm really excited about what you are building and and how all of this is all playing together. Um, I'm pretty sure our audience is going to be pretty hyped about this too. But I'm personally more excited to learn more about each of you individually. And so we're getting ready to start our next segment, which is called Edge Quick Hitters. NFTLA returns as an inclusive week of community events throughout LA, celebrating the outer edge of innovation. Builders be building. There's so much energy colliding around gaming, AI, generative art, the metaverse, decentralized social, and the future of entertainment. If you want to be in the mix, including the official free NFTLA celebration, visit outeredge.live to subscribe for your updates in RSVP. Edge Quick Hitters are a fun and quick way to get to know you a little bit better. There are 10 questions, and we're looking for just a short, a single, or few-word answer response. But feel free to expand if you get the urge. Are you both ready? All right, Yana, we'll start with you first. What is the first thing you re remember ever purchasing in your life? Oh, my God. Purchasing ever in my life? Um, must have been some sort of candy. Must have been <laughs> chewing gum or something like that with my favorite oh, yeah. sticker, my favorite hand tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Great response. Uh, I think that was mine as well. My, my very first thing was some, some Skittles, I believe. So how about you, Alex? What was the first thing you ever purchased in your life? I honestly don't remember. Um, one thing that just came to my mind was the external battery for my audio player, the cassette audio player. I was, I was, I was quite young, but it probably wasn't the first. It's something that came up in my mind. Yeah, I like it. Um, Having external batteries to, to give it some more juice. Um, how about on the flip side, Alex? What is the first thing you remember selling in your life? That was that was pears. Uh, I I got to our backyard with my father and we collected some pears. I went to the like farmers market. That's the only market where I grew up, and I, I was selling them uh, in like like a cent per per one. Uh, that was the beginning of entrepreneurial journey for me. I was gonna say you had the entrepreneurial juices flowing from from day one. So. How about you, Yana? What was the first thing you sold? I think that must have been like a fair from my art school, like when I was in elementary school. Uh, and then we were we were sell we were selling to adults our little craft creations that those tiny hands made. And I was making a pitch for every single piece being a unique art that you know they will not be able to get their hands on again. So that that memory stuck with me because that adult was like. You can sell like in my native tongue. We have a saying: you can sell a one-eyed cow. So that was that was my first selling experience. Hey, full circle! Now you're selling art to other people, right? Exactly. So it is it, it was meant to be. Um, so next question for you, Yana: What is the most recent thing you purchased? 
Oh my God, it's Amazon. Amazon rules my life. So it was something on Amazon for sure. And it was probably something very unexciting, like, you know, trash liners. Like, I swear, there's like, that, 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 that's the kind of shopping. Or, or it might have been some kitchen hardware um, because we're doing a renovation right now. It's one of the two. It's very basic. I got you. Uh, Amazon is my wife's best friend too. Um, so what about you, um, Alex? What was the most recent thing you purchased? It's funny. Um, recently, there's been a Wall Street Journal headline that uh, American economy is resilient thanks to the mighty American consumer. And I almost wanted to tweet that and said, and, and to say that I, I paid my fair share to this. I definitely buy a lot of things. Just like I, I don't understand how how much how much stuff I'm buying. But the most recent of them was uh, the actual NFT. I bought ours today. Drop. For $20. I bought several of them uh, because I was testing, because I'm excited about the art. Um, I also loaded up my Bitcoin wallet to maybe make a purchase tomorrow. I haven't decided that yet about the Quantum Cats Mint, which is pretty cool. Maybe I'll buy that one. Maybe not. I don't know. It's Quantum Cat. Yeah. Did you? Uh, I have a couple of friends that did one of those wild videos to like get on the whitelist. Did you do any of that stuff? <laughs> gotcha. all, all good um but yeah uh hey not only are you talking about uh what's going on but you're also participating so we love to see that um what is the most recent thing uh that you sold we'll start with you alex uh probably a variable x marketplace uh a marketplace to somebody I'm not sure. I obviously can't talk about yet about the, the most right. recent sale, but that was for sure one of them. Nice. How about you, Yana? I'm going to respond in a similar vein because I'm basically selling the chain on a day-to-day -day basis to users, to artists, but also to, you know, Arbitrum Foundation, who actually did enable the realization of this vision by granting us a grant. So different kind of sale, but still a sale. Right. Well, I'd love to see it. Um, Yana, what would you consider your most prized possession? I'm a parent. So that's a very simple answer. My kid. Yep. Great answer. Although, although I have to say she's not mine alone and like don't really possess human beings, but you get the gist. Yep. Definitely get it. How about you, Alex? That's an interesting question. Over, over, over the course of the years, I've been uh, answering to that question very straightforward. I've been a digital nomad and out of all the things that I own, I only own a suitcase and most of my precious possessions were digital. I would still say that most of my precious possessions is crypto, right? That's like my net worth. Uh, it gives me ultimate personal freedom, come to any country that I want, be free. Uh, that's definitely one of the greatest things that happened to me in the world and that I, I feel so grateful to. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, and I feel like that comes truly from like the digital nomad crypto heart of, 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 of responses. So, uh, that's a good one. Um, another question for you, Alex, um, if you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical service experience, et cetera, um, that's currently for sale, what would you purchase? That's a hard one. 
uh, like more crypto, right? Uh, <laughs> but that would be kind of dumb answer. Uh, very hard to tell, very hard to tell. Uh, I almost feel like I, I already like bought most of the things that I needed. So that's that's very ongoing stuff. Maybe maybe a piece of art, really something really precious would be nice. Okay. Uh, what do you have an artist in mind? No, I usually go with a full. Okay. Maybe a crypto punk okay. would be a good one. Okay, that's a good one. I don't want one. How about you, Yana? Depends whether I have to use my funds or not. If I use my funds, that 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 brings the bar down. But um, definitely keeping my eyes on for tomorrow's mint because just like Alex minted the, the drop of today, uh, I did too, and I'm set out to collect the whole ten uh, by Rari collection. Oh, we're talking unlimited funds. You can get anything well, right now. What is that? Ones, I would really like just as I was talking about like doing that elementary music art school. Um, I would love to like run a program like that in Brooklyn. Give me a nice historical building. Um, and then, you know, we'll we'll teach the kids all about arts and NFTs. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, and that's oh, the first I've, I've heard of something like that. I didn't know we were speaking unlimited funds. Yeah, Alex, go ahead. You can change your answer. Unlimited funds, whatever you want. I, I would buy a country. Ooh, I wanna, I wanna that's a, a first. That's pretty cool. Do you have a country in mind? Anyone, just like I would turn it into digital nomad paradise, give passports to all the crypto holders. You know, they turn it into network state to be the first piece of land that is owned by the network state. Gotcha. That's a cool one. I like that one a lot. Um, and Alex, if you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would it be? Oh, it's a hard one. Well, I don't know. It, it, it's not a very humble thing to say, but I think I'm smart. And that's probably the most important part that I value in myself. And I think that would be great to pass it to the next generation. Yeah. Intelligence is a great thing to pass on. Um, Yana, how about yourself? Um, so the, the thing I would like to pass on and I'm hopefully passing it on to my peers already and not just to the next generation, because I feel like everybody should be adopting that is like work through rejection and work through hearing no, um, and be opening to like pivoting, changing, adapting, and still like pursuing your vision. I like that a lot. Um, I feel like we don't hear no enough um, as we're going through school and childhood into young adulthood. And then we get hit with the real world and then you don't really know how to deal with it. Um, and people don't necessarily know how to work through that. So I think that is a great answer. Um, but I'm going to ask you on the flip side of that, Yana, if you could eliminate one of your personality traits for the next generation, what would that be? <laughs> um, that's, that's a funny one. I don't know. I, there's like, there's a bunch of things I've been working on uh, as, as, a, as a grown up. And one of them is being able to be like realistic in the amount that I should be biting and I should be managing and I should like realistically expect myself and promise to others that I will deliver. I feel like I've improved a lot. <laughs> oh, that's that's definitely good. something I wasn't born with. Yeah, that's awesome one. How about you, Alex? It's a hard one. Uh, again, uh, multiple things I'm working on. If I try to pick the main, main one, somehow 
somehow it comes to my mind something about the positive mindset that I I wouldn't say that I'm super positive person. I mean, I I'm, I'm smiling here on the podcast, of course, and stuff like that. But uh, I feel like my life has been propelled by the like negative motivation that I need to do something, uh, and if I don't, then something bad would happen. And it's very effective. You're like running uh, as fast as you can, but it's not super pleasing. Uh, I think uh, just I'm, I'm working a lot in transferring that to like positive motivation, being like mission driven, uh, like from the state that everything is good. I just want something good to happen. Yeah, I, I think that's a good one. Um, you know, uh, a lot of us have to endure uh, negativity and 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 not getting that positive uh, reinforcement for for things, uh, but it, it can drive uh, people forward into success. But it doesn't mean it's sustainable or that uh, it's necessarily the ideal outcome for what you want. So I think that's a, a cool one. I don't think I've heard that one before on the show. So thanks for for sharing that. Um, so Alex, right after uh, your uh, right before the show, uh, what did you do before joining us on the podcast? My, my day is is the same here. I like ten calls every day with team internally, externally. So I was in the meeting that I ran late from. That's <laughs> as good as it can be every time. I got you. How about you, Yana? Um, I recorded a podcast before this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the podcast train going. Uh, so what about, uh, what are you going to do after this podcast, Yana? Oh, it's going to be 6 p.m. New York time. I'm going to go and fix myself dinner. Nice. Well, I hope you enjoy a good meal. How about you, Alex? I'm trying to be consistent with sport because that's what one of the things that taught me in crypto. You you want to have a routine. You want to be consistent. This this trading ups and downs it, it it screws your mental health very quickly. So I'm like I'm trying, trying and trying. So I'll try to go and run. Nice, that'll be a good one. Um, well, we always like to finish with a bonus question, and so um, this one might be a little difficult, but gonna pose it anyway. Of all the artists featured on your Ten by Rari series, which art style is your favorite and why? We'll start with you, Yana. Well, I literally said I'm going to collect all 10 of them because they're going to make a great gallery wall. <laughs> you can't you can't have a favorite child. It's just not how it works. You need to love them all. Fair enough. What about you, Alex? Yeah. Yana doesn't have a luxury. She's been working very closely with the artists. I've been a little bit more distanced from that, so I can, I can pick a favorite. And I, I think I'll go with the Amber Victoria. Uh, it's, it's, it's very distinct style. It's very easy to remember rainbows, geometry. I love geometry as an engineer by background. So that's, that would be my favorite, but by that, by no means, uh, like, um, I, I still want to make a disclaimer, right. That even picking a favorite, I love all of them. Right. And I'm definitely connecting all of them. Yes. Uh, definitely. Well, uh, it's been great getting to learn more about uh, each of you. Um, as we kind of wrap up the show, I always want to uh, pause for a moment to see if either of you would like to give any shout outs. 
Uh, so Yana, I'm gonna pass the mic to you first. Any any particular people uh, within your ecosystem that you'd like to give a quick shout out to? Thanks. Um, well, definitely Arbitrum, right? I mentioned we received a grant from them, but whether it was collaboration with the foundation, uh, but also with the community, because thanks to our previous proposals, we had strong relationships with key members of the community that really, you know, also helped us make the decision to go with Arbitrum as our tech stack. And of course, of Chain Labs um, that then supported us through the tech integration that we have um, carried out with an external team called Caldera. So definitely this would be my shout out because they are the team um, and the people and the community behind making this chain happen. And of course, our own Rari Dow. Awesome, great shout outs. How about you, Alex? Literally everyone who adopted the Rary chain, great stuff. It, it was a short timeline, needed to be quick. So third web, layer zero, all the guys, Caldera, obviously, that helped to bring that forward. Decent is a bridge. So, and of course the community, right? The, the, the Rary foundation delegates that has made this true because the governing is also a hard part of that. So all the shout out to all the delegates that made this true. Awesome. Well, we all appreciate uh, both all of those shout outs. Um, and as we kind of move forward, uh, I'll, for everyone listening to the show today, where can they go to learn more about the projects you're working on? And, and what are some of the social channels as well that they can uh, go and follow what's happening? So for the chain, the, the URL is rarychain.org. You can go there. It's a hub that links you out to any kind of resources you need, whether you're a creator, whether you're a developer, whether you're a collector. Um, you can also follow Rari Chain on X at Rari Chain. Um, and then for everything to do with the foundation, governance, um, our website is rari.foundation or X profile is at Rari Foundation. Uh, you can also join our discords to engage in more deeper community conversation and join our community calls and really learn more about what we're doing with the delegates. Awesome. Well, we definitely appreciate that. Uh, for everyone listening, we've reached the outer limit of Edge of Infinity for today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on the Starship, so invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? If you're listening, go to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and pass this episode on to the next friend or two. Lastly, be sure to tune in to the next time to learn more about Web3 content. And thanks again for sharing this time with us today. The views and opinions expressed on Edge of NFT reflect solely those views and opinions of the show hosts and its guests. Please make sure to do your own research. Our show is not financial advice. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk. Whenever making financial decisions, we recommend doing your own research and talking to your accountant for financial advice. From time to time, we may feature sponsored content on the show for which we receive value, and we may share links for which we receive a commission if you make a purchase through one of those links. Refer to our website, www.edgeofnft.com, for our full disclaimer, terms and conditions, and privacy policy.